Hang on. Oh, wait. Mm. Is is that limoncello? Yes. Oh, I love limoncello. Well, this was given to me by a very good friend of mine. Was it? You. Oh, was <laughs> it? Thanks for calling me a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are when you give me limoncello. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, excellent. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it at 6.22. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I haven't actually eaten yet. And I'm on a I'm on a diet, so I'm taking in less calories than normal. So I think this could go to my head quite quickly and be quite bad for the podcast. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Welcome everybody to uh, oh, episode 208 of... Just, just with a little right? bit more confidence, just with a little bit more <laughs> <Okay>. confidence. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> it's a thing now, isn't it? We've got to do it now. Oh. Can't, I can't do a good one. I could do a good one if I just concentrate, but I can't now because it's yeah. a signature of the podcast Is that, it? that they've got to be rubbish. Are you sure it's not yeah. just annoying? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's not been mentioned in the okay. feedback as being annoying, no, but okay. there's... You know, there's a lot of mentions of what is annoying. <laughs> so much other so stuff. <laughs> I have to pick through them. Um, yes, episode 208 of the Midfaith Crisis podcast. My name's Nick Page and there's Joe Davis. Hi. <laughs> Good, that's him. <laughs> and uh, listen, I'm sorry. We want to say a little yeah. apology. We didn't get a podcast out last week. No. This was because I was quite manically busy and Joe was quite sad. And also busy, I think. Yes, so true. the combination of busyness and sadness is too much. Yeah. So uh, Sorry about that. you know, we just it just didn't happen, and I think that that you know that can happen these days. But we we trust that you understand because you all you're all lovely people. You are, and there's no doubt about that. And on that note, thank you to everyone who's sent in lovely emails or notes, and yeah, yeah, you beautiful yeah. people, and I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. So anyway, look, how are you at the moment? How are you this week? Well, uh, it's, it's it's weird. I think what it's done is uh, I've just like got this fuzzy head. I mean, I don't know whether this mm. is... Uh, I just don't know, but I can't concentrate on anything. I saw a great meme today that, that pretty much describes... It says, tips for improving concentration. Okay. <laughs> it says, so first... <laughs> Okay, I'll just read it. It's four lines. Make a list of tasks. Mm. Take on one task at a time. Take on me was a fun song. Ooh, <laughs> I found the video. <laughs> and about an hour later, you suddenly remember what you were meant to be doing. And I think that probably... Yeah. Disc- no, I'm just really struggling to concentrate. But it, And I've had to concentrate extra hard because I've also been quite busy. Um, so that's how it's affected me. But yeah, my, yeah, and yeah. I think there is that, isn't there? I've I've had a bit of that. I think, and, and the trouble is, that we're in such a uh, a culture now of easy and permanent distraction. Yeah, that when your when your mind is racing about other things, as yeah. in your case, because you've got yeah. all the, the what we call mm. the sad men to do. <laughs> the sad know. men, yeah, that's a great phrase. I like that. <laughs> you know that that all yeah. that administration, all that stuff to deal with. Then you've got that going around your head. You've got all that stuff, but actually, our culture just does not help you. Focus no. does it, really? But there have been some other. So, so I mean, for those that don't, say, I should say that my mum's funeral is in a well, 
day after tomorrow. So I'm doing it, and uh, that's that's where we're at on that. But there have been some good things. I uh, I went to see a film. I saw Where the Crawdads Sing. Oh, Claire went to see that. Yeah. yeah. Did she like it? She thought it was okay. Yeah. I think she'd read the book, and I haven't. I haven't read yeah. the book, and and it didn't have people hitting each other, so I wasn't very interested in it as a film. <laughs> no, actually, it does have a little bit of people hitting. Oh, does each it? Other. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, that. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I haven't read the book, but I went with a group of people who had, obviously, yes. um, right. as is normally the way. Uh, so that mm. was good. I so, did I mention? I, I can't remember now what we said. Did I mention I saw Rob Bell? He was doing. You, his... you were going to see Rob Bell. Oh, okay. So uh, and you've obviously now seen Rob Bell. I have now seen Rob Bell. I I liked his tour very much. It was different to his other tours. Um, it, uh, it felt less slick and polished, which I personally prefer, and a little bit more interactive. And um, so, how does it work? Where where did you go and see him? He was at the Comedia in Brighton. So he's doing sort of little comedy store type venues, All right? As is his want, and uh, you know, calling people up from the crowd and and doing stuff that is both you know quite uh, well, very interesting, but also quite fun as well. So he's I good. Don't... He's half comic, half profound spiritual teacher. Is he? That's great. What a what mm. a. Yeah, I've tried doing that, and I, you know, <laughs> one out of two's not bad, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> got the comic bit, but <laughs> yeah, the profundity is escaping me at the moment. Uh, oh, well, that's interesting. I think that's quite brave, actually, quite good. Yeah, yeah. And then, like you say, Sadmin has dominated. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's mm. the thing. So I, I wrote off to the bank and said, you oh, know, sadly, Mum's died and everything. A, a week later, I've got all Mum's money. In my bank account. So sadly, my brothers are never going to find out about that. <laughs> uh, but, it's, but it's weird, isn't it? Because I thought this was going to be this lengthy thing, you know, pay all the solicitor's mm. fees, but she had so little money yeah. <laughs> that you don't have to bother. It's, just, no. it, it, it's weird. We, we, it's, it's strange because we were just having this conversation with my brothers. Look, mum reached a threshold. She used up all the savings yeah, yeah, on yeah. selling her house to move into care. And now she was entitled to some support. But evidently the support you get doesn't cover the costs. So so then you've got to start digging into your own pocket. So I was just having this conversation. We just started to have this conversation with the boys when this all happened. So, you know, God bless mum. We've dodged a bullet there. Not that we would have chosen to, I don't think. But no, no, yeah, sure. but there you go. Anyway, mm. bless her. Yeah, so that's that feels very weird. Very weird indeed. Yeah. yeah, it is strange, isn't it? Yeah. When it's, yeah. And getting rid of her stuff feels so mercenary because you just think, I'm getting rid of a, a bit of you, you know, it doesn't feel right. But I, yes, you know, her clothes don't fit me, so it doesn't work. <laughs> not, <laughs> yeah. not anymore, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, Liz. So anyway, that's me. And here we are. Mm. And it's lovely to be back with you. How are you? Yes, I'm all right. We're talking of mothers. Mm. Uh, my mother broke her leg. Oh, no. Not a call one evening she had a fall and uh, now isn't that funny had a fall i've used it and i'm trying not to because i've noticed that if you're old yeah you have a fall you have a fall that's true if you're yeah. young you fall over ah uh, that's interesting so you know it's kind of like there's agency you were doing something active you fell over but when mm. you're old you're just standing there and this fall comes along and has you mm. you know and knocks yeah. you over um no she fell over and oh, uh 
Well, you know, she was she was wearing some uh, ridiculously high heels, I think. <laughs> so <laughs> good for her. <laughs> yeah, good for her, really. Great. But uh, but there we are. So so that's made life, uh, you know, a little bit more more complex in some ways. Oh, but she's oh, doing great. She's she's Is doing she? very well. She yeah, very brave. Um, yeah, and uh, oh, and obviously the football. Well, the football. Well, yeah, I can't believe we've got this far through without mentioning it. It was glorious. Mm, wasn't Absolutely it great? Absolutely glorious. Were you pessimistic about it? Yeah, yes. I, I, I dreaded it. As soon as Germany won their semi-final, you thought, yes. oh, no, please don't win on penalties. It just, yes. I, can't, I literally started shaking because <laughs> of the thought of Germany winning on penalties. And then the game started and I was feeling fairly optimistic because, you know, the, the, the Lionesses are awesome. Yeah. But then as the game went on, when after they equalised, I thought, oh, I think this is going one way and it's not the way I want it to go yeah, at all. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, I did lose a bit of faith towards the end, I must have. I said exactly the same thing. I said to Claire, <laughs> I said to Claire, this is, they've equalised, this is it, it's going to go, it'll go to extra time and, and they'll either snatch it in <laughs> and extra then time be, or we'll or lose there'll be penalties. penalties. <laughs> I just knew it. I said, it always happens. <laughs> so isn't that lovely that life doesn't work out as it uh, always happens? What I noticed about it, it's the crowd is very different, it seems to me, uh, at uh, these oh, games. Yeah. You know, there's, there's less of a testosterone fueled atmosphere. Yeah. And, and what I really hope is that it continues that way. You yeah. Know, and it doesn't sort of fall yeah, into no. how the men's game has become because it, it just seemed, you know, fresher and a really good football, you know, just. Oh, yeah. Football. And you can have fans in together and there isn't trouble and there isn't. Yeah. yeah no, it's brilliant. Far more family. Yeah, so that uh, I'm I'm sort of s- slightly studying Anglo-Saxon again. Are um, you? <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. I did it. I did a little bit of it at university because when I went to university to study English, you had to read old old English, which is okay. sort of Anglo-Saxon, and uh, and I got really interested in old churches, as you know. Mm. And uh, my cost, <laughs> and um, you know, Saxon churches, particularly or pre Norman churches, yeah. So I just started reading that again. I'm quite enjoying that challenge, but I, I don't, I'm not very good at languages. I can't, I can't even do body language, you know? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even fluent in that. Uh, yeah, so that was like, oh, and sad news, yeah. One of uh, Claire's school friends, uh, sadly, she passed away, she died. Um, and the really weird thing about that was, we. We, the funeral was live stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, well, it wasn't the funeral; it was the the memorial service, you know, celebration. Yeah. And um, they they played. Firstly, they played a slideshow to a Billy Joel song, which was nice. very moving, very nice. Yeah. And then they played later on in the service. They played uh, one of her favorite worship songs. Then the the the, the streaming was cut off for for copyright violation. <laughs> Oh, that's it? Oh, no. Oh, no. You'd have thought, really, YouTube's, you know, algorithm would at least try and identify what kind of event it was streaming and that it wasn't actually streaming a live concert or, or, you know, it it had the word memorial in it, you know. But it was really weird. So isn't that the modern world? Yeah, it is. Well, fortunately for my mum's service, she's playing most of the music for it, so she's accompanying. Isn't that the wonderful? And you know all the, 
oh, how for the slideshow and all that lot. So we won't run into those issues, I hope. That's great. No. So are we going to do some feedback or something? Or? Well, I think this, why don't we just do one one bit of feedback a little bit and then and then yeah. we'll, we'll <laughs> Call just it chat a day. about life. We'll chat <laughs> yeah. about life, yeah, because the limoncello is kicking in, I'll tell you. You'll drink some limoncello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, okay, let's, let's just do that then. So uh, I should say we have had quite a lot of feedback on the silence issue. You know, we 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 over several episodes we were advocating oh, silence yeah, yeah. Mm. and um matt who talked about uh joining the quakers and lydia whose husband is a buddhist and uh, they talked about how fulfilling they found meditating together um because it it seems like there is just such a you know there's this interesting dynamic uh, between husband and wife but they sort of come together even though they have different sort of religious backgrounds in silence and in the practice uh, yeah. of silence yeah. together which I thought was rather lovely uh, David said this <laughs> well this is this made me laugh he said hi to you both I'm tempted to say Josephine and Nicola following on from the last episode oh, yeah. because we had these issues about we don't always know the gender of mm. the person because they have a name like Joe and is it Joanne or is it Joseph anyway he says, I agree that silence is much underrated. Jesus, on several occasions, went apart to pray. However, as a community, we tend to find silence threatening, even though it can be a powerful experience. Maybe we are afraid that God will actually speak with us. Have you considered an episode of the podcast that is silence? And, and if so, would it be a short or long episode? And how many of us would see it to the end? Thank you for both challenging my complacency. And that's from David. That's, that's an interesting thought. I don't know how long, you, how long can you keep that up. I don't know. I don't think it would work, would it? Well, there is a, there's many many episodes which are are silence, and that's called turning it off. <laughs> yes, <laughs> most listeners get there fairly soon, and they do. They rush towards it. I think, but it, I think he's right. You know, yeah. I think we do feel threatened by silence. Yes, and and we feel threatened by quiet. And um, in fact, funnily enough, I was. I was leading um, something this morning and I was leading a piece of liturgy that I'd, mm. I'd created. And um, and I discovered, well, I didn't discover it, but I've been known about it for years, but I was talking about how interesting liturgy, yeah, the word uh, liturgos, means the public good. It means a public service. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. So it was something that you did for the public. And originally it was like you might be, uh, it's a Greek word, uh, um, but originally you might, you might build a temple okay. or you might serve as a priest because actually a lot of people, that was a big honour yeah. to be chosen yeah. as a priest. And sure. serve. Yeah. Or you might do something as simple as, you know, renovate a building or even supply some mules. Um, <laughs> that's an important I think, role. Yeah, no, that's important. Well, I think the animals rather than the shoes. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, and, and the, the Jewish... Um, uh, uh, the, the the Jews in, I think, Alexandria or Egypt, Greek-speaking Jews, took that word and applied it to their synagogue worship, called it, you know, mm. a service that they were doing. And mm. um, and then uh, and then Christians took it on. So um, there's a bit in Acts where 
where Paul and Barnabas are set aside. You know where they go? Uh, yeah. They go. They, it was it, while they were worshiping. I think Acts thirteen. While they were worshiping, Saul and Barnabas were the Spirit told them to set aside. Well, the word worshiping there is liturgio. So it's um, it's, it's they it's, it, they adopt it for their word for worship. So it's like a public good. It's okay. like something you are doing for the good of everyone, which I think is rather lovely. Yes, well, like this podcast. I mean, here like, we are doing it for the good of everyone. <laughs> it is. It's like an act of liturgy, isn't it? We, whether they want it is another issue, but, you know. Anyway, that's a side issue. But what I was talking about was why yeah. do people like liturgy? And I think one of the reasons why people have turned to liturgy is because you don't have to shout. Yeah. Because it's quite quiet and slow and, and calm. Yeah. And... um. You know, you get words to think about. So if you like words, you get that. Uh, I mean, admittedly, they're not always great words. Sometimes, you know, sometimes yeah. they've, we've talked in the past about some of the Anglican liturgy being rather wormy worm. But, you know, but but I, I talked to them about, you know, it, it does it without the need for crescendo. But we we, yeah. we are so addicted to, to volume yes. in the church. Yeah, in everything, in our music, in our prayers, yeah, no. in our in our preaching, you know, it's as if if we mistake volume for importance. So really, we ought to start putting everyone in a plastic box, not just the drummer. No. Gradually, <laughs> gradually, any noisy person could end up with a with a kind of perspex box around them. Well, I was I was kind of thinking about the people who I I I view as wise people mentors people mm. they're all quite quiet people actually yeah it's interesting yeah they're not shouty they're not yeah. they're not sort of big show off kind of people they're just very calm and quiet and i i think there's a real sort of confidence about mm. that and a strength about that and so silence is partly about confidence of having the confidence that god will speak having the mm. confidence that there is there's no need to feel um you know the void mm. with words no it's true i mean there's i yeah i agree i mean i think the other thing about liturgy is it's a leveler something we do together mm. uh it's, it's not show offy it's not look at me i'm the best public prayer uh, and here i am doing my thing it's just all of us doing something together and normally it is more thoughtful than the spontaneous stuff so yeah yeah so i mean i think it'd be interesting to hear what people what kind of liturgy people respond to i do i do think it's a quite a common movement uh mm. in mid-faith crisis from yeah from you know the 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 sort of uh what's the word the informal to the formal i don't really i'm not really keen on that phrase actually but yeah. from from the, the the free as it were the unstructured yeah. to the structure of liturgy it's quite a common movement that's certainly a journey we've been on and with soul place and we've got a wonderful um liturgy uh, for the end of the evening around the communion, it's just beautiful, and th- those words have been thought about. And we every now and then we do amend them slightly, um, because we're free to do that. Uh, mm. So yeah, no, it's it's so great. That's interesting, and you're right. It definitely, I think you become a bit sick and tired of the sort of uh, free way, which actually isn't as free as you make out no. it is because there's expectations that you have a prayer here and you do this here and after the after the worship yes, before exactly. the person yes. speaks we're going to have a prayer there so you might as well consider it and think about it and yeah well i think that's right if you view liturgy as fundamentally a sort of pattern and a, a, a ritual yeah then actually 
uh, you know, there's as much of that in the churches that claim not to have liturgy as there is anywhere else. They all have yeah. it. They all have the structure. They yeah. all have the expectations. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, I enjoyed doing it. I, I might end with a blessing from the one I did this okay. morning, actually. That, that oh, would be, be lovely. Quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, just trying to bring a bit of uh, holiness into the podcast. <laughs> Lord knows it needs it. <laughs> but anyway, let's let's get back on the past few weeks of past uh, let's mm. get back on 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 more recent events. Uh, we did cancel last week and you were mm. you know you were a bit all over the place. I just yeah. wondered what's what's bringing you comfort. At, at the moment in mm. terms of what you're experiencing mm. yeah the flippant answer is food i'm eating too much i'll tell you that for nothing and right. that's that's an unhealthy sign but the, but the the truthful answer is just how lovely people are at times like this it's a great leveler when you've been bereaved because you know even the closest people you know that they've often been bereaved but also people you barely know at all if they find out are suddenly coming up to you and and saying really nice things to you, yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's lovely. And of course, it really, it genuinely has been so touching and lovely to have emails and comments um, from from listeners of of this uh, podcast. That's been mm. pretty wonderful. Um, that's good. And 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 also, as always, and you'd expect me to say this, but the weather's lovely, so we've been out and about a lot, just whenever mm. I can, walking on the beach, uh, sitting on the pier. Uh, looking at the birds yeah so that's fabulous yeah yeah that kind of stuff it's, i think that's interesting isn't it because it's a thing it's a it's an aspect of community that we don't often sort of touch on which is this yeah people there to just say words of sympathy and comfort it's yeah, very very important it's, it's really powerful it is really powerful yeah no doubt about it and also, I know your theme this year. Yeah. Which is hope. Yeah. Is it hope? Yeah, bringing hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess what brings you hope as well at, the, at this at this yeah. moment? Because the news is unremittingly grim, yes. isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's just endless. And I've been thinking a lot about how do how do I react to this? I know rationally, I know sort of, you know, if I sort of calm down, that things come and go. There are good times and bad times. There are mm-hmm. difficult times. And, there, you know, and you go through these periods and we've, we've lived through these periods and we'll, we will do so again. But when you're in it and when it's just battering you, yeah, um, I just think, what, what can we do to, to build yeah. hope yeah. and resilience in our lives? You know, I think part of the answer to that is is the same thing. Human goodness, um, you know, often at difficult times, that can start to shine through. Um, so I think that does give me hope. You know, we've, we've talked long and hard about original sin and original goodness and all that sort of stuff. But I, I think that the goodness um, does actually uh, come through quite a lot. And I think the other thing is... I mean, I don't know how you found this uh, when you lost it, but you really a very deep, strong sense that yeah, death really isn't the end. Of course, it isn't. Mm. You know, of course, it isn't. And I think, I think, if I was an atheist, I'd have been quite challenged by that. 
Um, and I don't want to layer that with because, you know, lots of flowery language because mum is with Jesus in heaven and all that. Stuff. No, I don't I don't I don't know what I think about all that, to be honest. But but certainly I have a very strong sense of my mother uh, going on. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know whether that's a common experience to bereaved people or or not, but I certainly get it. And, and mum was quite progressive in her own way so she was a we'll talk about this another time but she was a universalist like like myself it seemed it, it seemed inconceivable to us both that that god could only favor a relatively small tribe of people uh, not just christian people but the right kind of christian people yeah, who, yeah, who believed yeah. the, the absolute right things um, and I know that raises lots of questions because you always want to know, well, but what about really bad people? Please don't tell me they're, you know, saved and all the rest of it. But um, but mum was just, you know, really confident that she, after she died, she was going to be with God. And I am really confident about that as well. Now I think about mm. it, there's absolutely mm. no doubt in my mind. Like I say, I don't want to preach a religious sermon or anything like that. It's just, just a kind of deep knowing Mm. That's all there is to it. So, yeah. So that brings me hope. That's great. Mm. You're right. I mean, we haven't done our Christmas special, which is a shame because it is actually starting to get close to Christmas. And once again, people will be too busy for a Christmas special. So <laughs> sorry, folks. We, we might have to wait until June next year when it quietens down again. But, you know, I mean, I think, you know, you know this this idea of incarnation, if Jesus really demonstrates what it means to be a human being then then we are divine as well mm. and for me a part of mum was divine and and you you almost saw that i think at times in the way she played and in her music and in those things so of course that you know that has gone home um so yeah yeah. We will reflect theologically another time. I haven't got the brains to. I have got the brains to do it the best of times, but I definitely haven't got the brains to do it now. All I do know is that, undeniably, for me, she's she's home. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. It's it's that quote we mentioned some time ago. You, you know, we're all just walking each other home. Mm. I think we are. Yeah, yeah. Great. Well, listen. Uh, the limoncello is uh, kicking in <laughs> quite nicely now. Um, Excellent. Are you yeah. feeling a warming in your heart? I my heart is strangely warmed. <laughs> I'll be honest. Maybe that was it. Maybe maybe the whole thing was a mistake. Wesley, Wesley was just, just on the limoncello. He was just on the limoncello, wasn't he? <laughs> he accidentally founded the Methodist Church he, <laughs> and then banned alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Did he ban alcohol? I don't know if he did, did he? I don't know. Surely the Methodists had something to do with that. Well, anyway, um, listen, uh, we should wrap up. Thank you, everyone, for uh, your company and for uh, your understanding and for your kind words. Thank you for all those who support the podcast. That's that's yes, a, an amazing thing. That's lovely. Thank you to everyone who writes in. If people do want to write in, they write in to joe at midfaithcrisis.org. But I should say that I'm off next week, so might get a slow reply. Yeah, OK. Well, you get a, you still get a faster reply than if you write to nick at midfaithcrisis.org. <laughs> that is very true. It should be a disaster. Uh, yeah. And let, why don't we end with a with a, a prayer? This is yeah. 
This is a, a blessing that I've adapted from uh, Polycarp, who, as you all know, was martyred in Smyrna in AD 156. I mean, I don't have to tell you that, Joe. No, of course not. And and was Polly, in fact, a carp? And he, he was a man of many fish. I think he had a lot of fish. So <laughs> anyway, Polycarp, and he, he, he uh, wrote a letter to I can't remember to which church it was probably the Mancunians anyway and um, I, I it has these words in it so I'm going to end with this I think this would be nice so stand fast in these things and follow the example of the Lord firm and immovable in faith loving the family of believers cherishing one another united in truth giving way to one another in the gentleness of the Lord and despising no one for this is the example Jesus set for us in his own person and this is what we have believed. Amen. Amen.